It's the homage to fromage So join us if you please The homage to fromage Three cheers for cheese! Well hello cheese lovers And um Hello Say hello Hello Tony <laughs> Hello Tom um, So once more it's um, Nick from Homage to Fromage um, Sitting here eating cheese and talking nonsense with Tom Tom, yes, I make toasties and um, are terrified of anything other than a cheddar, so... Yes, Tom... <laughs> the whole thing's like a learning curve for me. <laughs> slash slow torture. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the mighty Tony. The mighty, mighty Tony from Ireland, because this week is another Irish week. And I'm not liking the look of what's in front of me. I mean, I don't think you should stress too much that you're here because it's Irish. No, no, because I'm always there will here. be other weeks no, yeah. when you're We're not, not getting rid of you next month. If, when you've, <laughs> if you've just joined, I have been here from the start. Yes. And they can't do this without me because I own all the equipment. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking about Irish cheese and this is our second instalment on Irish cheese and um, you have in front of you a piece of Irish cheese. Now... This looks like bits of Irish cheese that has been just molded cemented together. together. Okay, so this is a style of cheese that I'm going to call, and it is called... Marbled. It's called flavour-added cheese. And flavour-added cheeses include things such as Wensleydale with cranberries. Is this one of those tourist cheeses from Ireland? It's a little bit like that. Only, oh. I would just say, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm. Um, and that's why we're tasting it. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it until we've had a taste. So it just smells like a like a mild cheese. A, yeah. Well, I think take a have a have a big bite. This it's, is the first that has no rind. Yeah, it's it's a rindless cheese. Let me just describe it. It's a rindless cheese, and it genuinely looks like um, crazy paving, but in sort of black and oh, sort of brown and and it's yellow. It's almost like quite an attractive black thing. pudding with bigger pieces of fat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you're really selling it. Have you thought of a career in marketing? <laughs> Never. Um, eat our cheese. It's like black pudding with chunks of fat. Um, yeah, it does bigger look chunks. Like, it does look a bit like that. Um, but don't. Yeah. So okay, oh, God, bite into it. Bite. Have a munch. Is that? That's very unusual. It's really. Because it looks... It's in bits, right? But it doesn't taste like it's in bits. No, it feels like it's just one solid thing, but it looks yeah. like little pieces of cheese all suspended very in close tar. together in some kind of brown... It's like sort of stained glass kaleidoscopy patterns, but it doesn't... And it breaks apart with those chunks. It mm. doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't, like, break like normal cheese. It sort of splits apart at those chunks, but it feels like it's just one... It's not Marmite. No, because no, it's Irish. Oh, hold Guinness, on. Is it? Hold on. He said it, didn't he? Is it Guinness cheese? It's, well, everybody knows this as Guinness cheese. But it's not. But it's not actually Guinness cheese. Mm -hmm. It's actually because I don't think they could use Guinness because Guinness wouldn't let them. It's oh, stout okay. cheese. Stout cheese, yeah. So it's, no, it's porter. Irish porter. Mm. Which is slightly different to stout, but very similar in the much as it's a very dark ale. And what I would suggest is when you've finished your mouth full of cheese, there is quite a bit of a sort of like a Guinnessy stouty aftertaste that caramelization that darkness to it so it's quite a sweet cheese mm. now I went years and years ago I went to Paris and when I went to Paris I was itching to go and find a real proper Parisian uh, cheesemonger cheesemonger yeah 
Uh, fromage Ali. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> cheesemonger. Cheesemonger is not French for cheesemonger, Tony. So glad you came along. Um, anyway, and so off I trotted to find this place, and I walked in, and it, it was huge, great, big, big, big shop. And the French section was massive. I mean, probably 200 cheeses, possibly more. Right the way from the massive great big wheels, all the way down to dozens and dozens of tiny little ones, some about the size of a 50p piece. There's little little goat's cheeses with imprints of leaves on them and little things wrapped in oak leaves and all kinds of kind of crazy things. And then the Italian section was lots of pecorinos, lots of different goat's cheeses and used milk cheeses. And of course, your big your big hitters like your Parmesans. And I'm looking around thinking, well, this is all fine and well. And I thought I'll put the guy on the spot because he came over and he had quite good English. My French is terrible. So I said, do you have any English cheese? And he went, ah, of course we have English cheese. I'm thinking, God. You and, English pig. And he, sort of, <laughs> and he sort of he sort of led me to a sort of slightly dark corner of <laughs> And and sort of gesticulated towards a very large lump of Stilton. Yeah. And a huge block of this cheese. Is that made in England? No. It's made in Ireland. But he's from France. Just not French. Those islands off the continent. Yeah. (laughs) Probably the same sort of thing. So I said he said I said that's I understood having the the Stilton there because Stilton's a a, you know great and unique cheese. Mm. And he said, these are the only two cheeses anyone ever asks me for. Stilton cheese and the Guinness cheese. Um, so there you go. So available in Paris in the finest so cheese he, shops he, in he Paris. Had no cheddar. No, he didn't, have, he didn't even have bog standard cheddar. He just had Guinness cheese and Stilton. <laughs> wow. um, you know, this is a, again, it's a flavour added cheese. Quite often, and I think it's it's been given a bad press that sometimes cheeses are a bit lacklustre, and so people stuff things in. And one good example is good old Wensleydale that yeah. we covered a couple of weeks ago. That very typically, you know, they they put all kinds of things in in Wensleydale from, you know, obvious stuff like caramelised onions and spring onions and whatever, right the way through to some really quite horrible stuff like sticky toffee pudding flavoured cheese. Oh, no. No, thanks. And um, I think there's one with strawberries and white chocolate or something. I don't know. Which is fine if that's your bag, but it's not really my bag. Um, Anyway, this is one of the, I think, one of the nicer combos um, because it's sort of, I think it adds something to the flavour of the cheddar. It is a cheddar. And it's made by a company called Cahill's, which is an Irish manufacturer. They've been around since the beginning of the 20th century um and i think they probably just made cheap cheddar mm. for a very long time um and rather than some of the i think when irish cheese became a bit more of a thing rather than kind of go back and start making kind of more artisan washed rind cheeses or anything particularly fancy they decided they were going to go very much down the route of adding things to the cheese so it's a very decent it's a decent enough cheddar but in order to get a range of different things, they have some pretty fairly uh, extreme things um, that you may or may not like. But, you know, so I'm personally not going to be. It's almost like the way you're describing it. You, I presume you've been to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. That there's quite a few cheese shops in Amsterdam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was one in particular one I remember going into. And they, they were all dressed up in their... Uh, traditional gear Hmm. and they had cheeses 
with so many different like there was a coconut cheese yeah it's, mm. it's e I think it's edam or well, it's a gouda or gouda, gouda yeah yeah uh, with um, 7,000 different flavours yeah the Dutch again because they have they make obviously gouda 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 yeah um, yeah they make a lot of that cheese and in order to add some you know, obviously you can get the very mature ones and the sort of ripened ones, but they do. But, I mean, the, the Dutch have been adding things to, to cheese for, for centuries. Um, one of my favourite um, uh, flavour-added cheeses from, from Holland, um, they do one which has got cumin seeds in it. Oh, I've had Ooh. that. It's delicious. Really nice. Ooh. And that is a very, very ancient, traditional Dutch cheese because, of course, the Dutch were very much part of the whole spice route and everything so as long as spices have been coming to the, the Europe uh, the Dutch have been putting them in uh, in their cheese so they do a cumin one they do a fenugreek one which is sort of almost curry flavour so, uh, the more yeah. I think the more I when, when, when is Dutch month <laughs> yeah that'd be quite we've good, never actually. done we've, we've never done Dutch month on its own because partly because you, you know you can get some good gouders but you don't get enough to get a real range so but it you, would be quite good we could certainly do a, a, a a range of have a go at Gouda. The Low Countries one, like Belgian. Mm. And, well, I'm yeah. just thinking. I mean, like uh, this is just off the top of my head. I mean, we have <laughs> enough time to plan an actual trip. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely time to plan an actual trip. So get on that Patreon now, people. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so Cahills um, are uh, they're very well established. Um, they're from yeah, basically they're they're located in in County Limerick. Um, to another west coast very much a west coast south very south is it, it south. midwest midwest yeah midwest um since 1902 they've been they've been producing it it's all pasteurized um quite a lot of what they sell is in in sort of wax truckles um and different colors so it's quite bright and breezy kind of and this is kind of so do you think tourists are their market no i think it's more um i'm not sure i don't think it's designed for tourists i think it's really it's a good quality cheese they've just added some flavors much like wensleydale do yes wensleydale do this thing i mean there's nothing we had that wensleydale we had that it's a perfectly nice cheese um but you know they do in order to create a range of, of cheeses and attract people yeah to it they kind of create so they do they do a red wine one they do an irish whiskey one they do wild blueberries and vodka one. Ugh. Okay, and I'm already starting to think, no, just stop. I'd um, try it, but that's... They do an Irish cream liqueur one. Science Baileys. has gone too far. So basically that. Baileys. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... Baileys is I'm, already cream. I know, I'm just scared now. <laughs> um, so have they gone too far? I don't know. Have they gone too far with this cheese? I don't think so. I nah. think this is a very, no, this is this is a very tasty cheese. And, yeah. and I'd have it on a cheese board like a shot for three reasons. First of all... It is bloody tasty. Secondly, you can make... If you made something like mac and cheese out of it, it would look spectacular. <laughs> and I'm glad you just chose your words carefully there. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you've got a cheese board, you want some variety. And yeah. visually, this is an exciting-looking cheese yeah. to me. And, and I think that's, that's... You know, you eat with your eyes to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a great... I think it's a great cheese. Do you know what, though? I can't imagine how something like this would look melted. We're going to find if out. If only there was a way we could find only out. Only there was. If only there was what? some way of finding out. <laughs> Someone, how this somewhere, melted. somehow, somehow. 
it's melty, it's oozy, you can't eat in the jacuzzi, so indoors you must go to let the melted cheese flow. It's cheese, toasty time, it's toasty time, it's time for cheese. Toasty time, toasty time, it's time for toasty cheese. How do they get this this specific pattern in? Do they, because it looks like, almost like, of like veins of, of the stout? The way these cheeses are made is they will make a big block of cheddar and what they then do is they kind of mince it up once it's made they mince it all up and then they reform it they mix presumably i think what they do is they mix some of it with um like a gelatin. with the beer and then reform it and put it under pressure and squidge it together That's and there's quite a lot of cheeses that are made like that there's a couple of very good cheeses that are made on um black bomber have you ever had black bomber cheese? No, no. Very nice cheddar cheese, but it is a reconstituted cheese. It's been sort of taken to bits and reformed, and that's what they do with this. So that's why it breaks so strangely. It breaks yeah. along those lines. It's just it's been pressed together like that. Oh, interesting. Yes. So toast one side. No butter involved this time. Toast one side, flip it, cheese it, back under the grill. Under the grill. I'm going to get it all done in one fluid motion now. Watch this. So we're going to take it out of the oven now? Pull her out the same thing now. Oh! Get in on that. Yeah, it looks like marble cake. It's a bit like the surface of Jupiter, isn't it? Okay, so visually it looks fantastic because where, the, where it was marbled before, it sort of turned into swirls. Swirls of melty cheese goodness. I've got some good photos there. So this is, I mean, visually so much more impressive than a than a toasted sandwich. I've got to admit. Oh. No pull, obviously, but would you get the same sort of visuals from like a blue cheese? I don't know. If there's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a bit for uh, Tony. Come and come and get your little Calling piece. To me. Give you a corner piece there. There you go. I like a corner piece. It, it looks like it, it could be. Fantastic. It looks like it could be a dessert. You know, it looks like it could be chocolate and white chocolate. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh. That's really good. That's really, oh wow. Mm. Like F.R. David once sang, words don't come easy to me. Mm. Speechless. <laughs> I'm not getting as much of the kind of beeriness of it no mm. it's gone very very mild yeah that's no bad thing because it's it's what it's done is it's kind of ratcheted up the sort of unctuousness and creamy that's delicious it tastes as good as it looks mm. that's the mm. thing what's the first name grilled cheese that's fantastic that really is mm. did you turn the grill off i did you know Flat burns down in podcast. <laughs> <coughs> that was delicious. Um, looks great as well. And 
you know, I think that's one of the fun things about this cheese. I mean, cheese, the great thing about cheese, cheese can be fun. There's nothing more fun than putting a cheese, piece of cheese in front of somebody and then them going, wow, that looks amazing or whatever. It's really important stuff that it looks good. Um, but that is great. That's Cahill's Porter Cheddar. Everyone calls it Guinness cheese, but it's actually made with porter, Irish porter, which is a stout. Um, and yeah, very, very tasty. I don't think it sort of screams artisan Irish traditional cheese too loudly, but there's nothing wrong with that, really. It's, um, you know, a, a great cheese manufacturer who's been around a very long time making cheese that by clearly is quite popular and um, versatile and, as we just said, bloody delicious. It really is. It's definitely the best looking cheese we've had. I mean, some of them have just from looking at them have been quite, for me at least, quite off-putting, quite intimidating. Mm. I'm thinking about Edmund Tew. I <laughs> yes. love him. Um, yeah. But this look is like it's sort of it it, it it would make a great gift just because of the, mm. the, the 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 not the novelty of it, but you know what I mean. The uniqueness is sort of. I think there's an element. I think you can mm. say it's a bit of novelty, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but like I said, it's a it's a it's a. I think it's based on a very good cheddar. I think my I draw the line with flavoured cheeses where the cheese is no good to start with. I think that's a good cheddar. Um, it's had some uh, the the beer added to it to to give it a bit of interest and make it a little bit more sort of um, visually appealing. Well, it's given me a new wallpaper for my phone. Oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> That's, that's actually a bit frightening now. <laughs> yeah. Now you now you blow it up that big. Um, <clears throat> excellent. So um, that's our that's our second Irish cheese. Um, and now, of course, we come to the time that we all know and love. So I want to do a shout out for uh, Christine, who called in last week, uh-huh. who told us the name of our fact. Um, <laughs> our fact section is called Factose Intolerant. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Thanks, Christine. At least it's good to know a somebody's listening, um, and b someone's someone paying attention, paying, <laughs> paying more attention than we are. So um, there we go. Um, so yeah, um, so here we are with factose intolerant once more. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, the UK imports a lot of cheese uh-huh. from other countries, but just under half of it, forty-seven percent, comes from Ireland. Yeah. Not Italy, not France. Wow. Not any of that. Ireland. So, wow. you know, we've got a good cheesy connection there. Hey, Tony? <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I would just say that I would guess that that's the vast majority of that's going to be in your cheddar department. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. I know it's not really cheese, but I mean, it is a milk product. But do you know that um, baby formula? <laughs> which they get... <laughs> which... Which, okay, which, where are we going with this? No, but they get from the whey. Yeah. Which comes from the cheese making process. Yeah. Um, that That is one of Ireland's most lucrative dairy exports. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Um, 43 euro is the equivalent to a tin of premium baby formula in China. Good God. So Ireland uh, sends a lot of its whey to China. Right. I well, I was going to say that... Um, one of the things that is a fun fact that um, the England makes more varieties of cheese than France, for instance. Although I think personally France is probably 
the best place for cheese, and I'm quite happy. But I think we're quite close. We're close behind. An Englishman has just said that. Yeah. No, I, I truly think about it. Because, and I'll, te- I'll tell you why. Who are you um, working oh, for? English cheese, you can talk about cheddar, you can talk about Stilton's, you can talk about Lancashire's and Cheshire's, um, and that's all fine and well. And you can probably roll out sort of maybe four or five very distinctive sort of types of cheese that we're well known for french on the other hand almost every french cheese you come across is a legend it's um you've got ipoise you've got brie you've got gorgon gorgon solo you've got roquefort you've got alpine cheeses they're all you know they just they just really have a great but the big difference between english and french cheese is that english cheeses are very much more innovative and that's why we got more types of cheese. Um, it was 740 or something at one point. It's probably gone up quite a lot since then. Um, and that's because the French are very, very traditional in their cheese making. Um, the cheeses themselves, the recipes are very, very carefully protected. Um, right to the point where, for instance, if you get a piece of Comte, which is a big wheel alpine cheese, until recently, if you grated it, you weren't allowed to say it was Comte anymore. Because as far as the French were concerned, Comte isn't grated. So if you did grate it, you could sell it as grated Alpine cheese, but not Comte. They wouldn't allow Even though name. it was grated Comte? They would not allow their name to be put on a grated product. They've changed that now. But that gives you an idea of how... The, snobby they snobby are. Snobby they are. But the, <laughs> I think one of the great things about the French, the way that French are with cheese, though, um, is that... They have a, a great tradition of their cheesemongers and cheese shops actually do stuffed with the cheese. So in other words, you can buy um, a brie with truffle. And what will have happened is that the cheesemonger or the deli will have taken a, a, a brie, cut it in half, put the truffles in themselves. And that's they call it affineur. Being an affineur is a, like a finisher. And you finish the cheese. And there's a lot of interesting things they do with the cheeses. Brie, you know. So they do do that, but they don't do innovative cheeses. We do innovative cheeses much more. That's why there's more of them. Anyway, there you go. We grate our Comte. We don't <laughs> worry about grating stuff. We're fine. But I think both are, both have a different, slightly different history, different tradition, and we'll be getting on to French cheeses because, of course, we're doing French cheeses in July. Oh. July is French cheese month for some reason, probably because of Bastille Day. And I don't know why that makes it French cheese month, but it always is. Is this the homage to fromage uh, calendar yes okay a well-known homage to fromage calendar of cheese um which is now set in stone pretty much um so yes so next month we'll be doing french but uh, this is our last um this is our second irish cheese and we'll be doing another one next week so if you want to follow us have a look on facebook for homage to fromage um look us up on instagram on homage to fromage uk um, drop us an email um, or send us a message via our website or Facebook or whatever, and uh, we'll be happy to answer any cheesy questions you might have. And if you want us to go to Holland to do our Dutch episodes, yeah. you can sign up to Patreon and yep. just homage to fromage. <laughs> Fantastic. So there we go. Thank you very much and good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.